Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. This episode is brought to you by the GSD Academy. This step-by-step business productivity online program will share with you exactly how to shift your mindset, set boundaries, build rock-solid processes, customize your message in order to strategically grow your revenues and get shit done. Visit AngelaProfit.com slash GSD Academy. Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. And I'm so excited about our guest today because she has been a long, long client and friend. And she's just an amazing woman that I've gotten the opportunity to know over many, many years of doing some events together and some different things. And I've just gotten to see her grow over the years. And she has really done an amazing job as a leader, as a woman coming from corporate America and then doing her own thing. And she's got a new book. And so I'm so excited for you all to hear her story because it's just a really, really inspiring, incredible story from where she's come and where she is today. And she has lots of amazing things and the just stuff that she can share with you guys today that are going to, that's going to help you so, 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 so much. So Tabitha, welcome to the show. Thanks, Angela. I'm so excited to be here. It's good to chat with you again. Yay, I'm so excited. So before we jump in and talk about your new book that you've just released, I do want everyone to know a little bit about your background and you have just created this amazing journey and, and, and also you're a mom and, and I know the, the mom's side story, so we'll, we'll go there too, but can you just share with everybody a little bit about like, where did you grow up? How, what has your journey been? Like, how have you gotten to where you are today, which is becoming a published author? Yeah, thank you. I actually grew up in a small town in Kentucky on a small farm. And so we grew up with this total appreciation for nature and animals and responsibility and and hard work. And I'm probably best known in my career for my work in renewable energy and innovation. And I led efforts to create the world's largest solar community and was recognized for my use of modern smart tech um, in sustainability ways by the White House. And So in the last decade, I shifted a bit from just working with electrical energy and financial models to accelerate that to study human energy. And you mentioned, um, you know, you knew I was a mom. We worked on several events to raise awareness for narcolepsy, Mm -hmm. something that one of my sons had. And when he got that, it's an incurable sleeping disorder. 
I started studying human biofield energy as well. So um, old time energy healing from ancient days all the way up to modern NASA physicists and work with vibrational medicine. And what that's done, um, whether it's my work with financial um, investing or electrical certifications, it's given me this background of energy that ranges from um, electricity and um, blockchain certification and you know these things that are technological, but also human energy, how we interact. And I know your background in psychology. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of about um, not so much how we feel about things, but how are we showing up? How are we getting into action? And how do we use our energy? And since we're all made of energy, and that's now proven with quantum science, um, it's really helped me connect this bridge between you don't have to be spiritual or logical, like you can be both because they reinforce each other. I just, I love how you, because when I first met you and you were doing, and I read all about you on this whole solar thing and anybody that's been listening to me for a really long time, you know, that one of my first companies was, um, with events and weddings and I would travel and I, I will never forget. I went to this one Island to do a wedding and, um, they told me it was solar powered and I didn't really know what that meant. And I mean, this is a long time ago, but I'm like, what do you mean? There's no real electricity. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Everything is powered by the sun. And, you know, I'm over here like thinking of catering and food and until I got there, like I didn't really understand. And, but then I started to learn about it and I was, I became fascinated by learning all about it. And then when I met you and you were doing all this stuff with, with the former company that you were with, I was like, this woman is so smart. I'm like, and it had nothing to do with like what you were doing for your child and the whole narcolepsy community, but it's just been something that I've always been completely fascinated on. But now that you say it, it's like putting that energy, you've got the sun energy and then the human energy and everything it is revolving around energy. It's, it's so crazy. And so with, with the year that we just had and all of the frustration and all the fatigue and everything that has happened with COVID and politics, and there's been so many changes, you know, finding a balance. And, and I know that that's something that, that I want to ask you about, like with your book and, but before we go there, tell me how did, what was the, the voice? What was the, in you that said, okay, I just have to write a book. Like I have to put this in a book and, but what was that driving force of saying, I have to sit down and write a book? Yeah, it was this transformation that I had in the jungle. And that sounds a little crazy without context. Literally Um, in the jungle, you have to tell them, you have to tell them what you did. (laughs) So let me back up and, and explain what I mean by that. But I became so passionate about what I learned while I was in the jungle that I just had to share it with others. And to give you the context, I've figured out how to tap into, you know, that childlike energy that you had as a kid. And um, I know my mom used to turn on the front porch light and I knew that meant you got to come in and eat. And she had to do that because you were so absorbed in playing and what you were doing that you lost all track of time. And Mm -hmm. so I know how to tap into that now. And with my background in science and in spirituality, as we talked about 
whether it's, you know, how energy works or um, energy healing, the spiritual side of it. And I wrote this book to help anybody that's feeling disconnected and off balance or burnout. And it wasn't one particular thing. And it's funny because I've heard a lot of business women on your podcasts and they talk about, you know, reaching burnout in corporate executive life was a tipping point for them for mm -hmm. starting their own business. And it was similar for me. It wasn't one particular thing. It was this series. It was, you know, a child with an incurable disorder. It was getting divorced after 21 years of marriage. It was mm -hmm. empty nesting that same year. It was having a career in, in, its, in sustainability and renewable energy and a new administration who just was not interested in the environment. And I couldn't fix those things. And, you know, what we tend to do as women, as professionals is just suck it up. And, you know, your tagline is get shit done. And mine is stop shooting on yourself. So <laughs> I love you know, it. We should on ourselves. We should be able to fix our kids disorder. We should be able to fix our marriage. We should be able to show up as a powerful executive and don't let anybody see you sweat. We should have dinner on the table. We should be skinny. We should be beautiful, mm -hmm. you know, and we just should all over ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I reached that point when I had held it in so long that I ended up with a cancer scare myself and surgery. And I was like, enough, I quit my job. Mm -hmm. I gave away most of my things and I lived in the remote Costa Rican jungle. For three yeah. months. Okay, y'all, she just up and moved. <laughs> and like, <laughs> so we wrapped up like four years in a row of this great event that Tabitha started. Okay, she started this incredible foundation for her child and helped so many parents and people you know, and then, the, then corporate got involved and then you're like, okay, I'm going to do something else. And then I didn't hear from her for a little bit. And then I hear from her and she's like, I just have to move to Costa Rica. I'm like, that is freaking incredible. T tell me more. Like, how did you do that? Like, yes. seriously? <laughs> well, I started asking friends because the first part of having something become reality is languaging it. And one of my friends had a friend who had a place in remote Costa Rica and by remote, I mean, where I stayed, didn't even have a street address. That should have been my first clue. And <laughs> it had it. no connectivity for phone service, Wi-Fi, radio, or TV. And in my mind's eye, I thought, oh, well, I'm a great bicyclist. I'll just, you know, ride a bike into town. I'll rent a bike when I get there and I'll just walk everywhere. No, they're like <laughs> wild dogs. You know, <laughs> there are no paved roads. Like it was just this shock. But even though I had no connectivity there, um, I found myself being completely reconnected. And that's where I got inspired by this absolute love and interconnectedness among all things when I was there with the animals and my background in electrical energy and energy healing, it just all came together with this transformation. And it was that I did have control of how I was feeling about these things I couldn't fix. I still had the ability to feel and to love and to tap into my own renewable energy source because as type A's and business leaders and entrepreneurs, we suck it up and move on. And that's part of what makes us great and lets us move fast. But you also end up, you know, becoming numb. 
And I realized that ability was still there. And whether in the jungle with the snakes and the monkeys or in the euphemistic jungle back home, I learned we're all connected by the exact same energy that we're all more alike than we are different. You know, we could be black or white or left or right or like Baptist or Buddhist, but we're all energists at mm -hmm. our core. And that message just inspired me. And I wanted to share it with anyone going through similar challenges so they can tap into that childlike positivity. You know, it doesn't take a trip to the jungle or an agenda. And that's what made me passionate about writing the book. I love it. So, so now we know the book is called Trust Your Animal Instincts. And so I'm assuming that title came from that backstory of Costa Rica. Is that a good assumption? It did. And even before that, I had, um, I was raised in a Christian family. And so we were taught to pray growing up and we were taught, you know, hey, people go to heaven, you can still talk to them. So I would pray, I would, you know, ask my grandma, some people call it the universe. Um, it doesn't matter what you call it. There's a source of energy that you can connect with. And I would ask her questions about what, what should I do in my life? And she would send me things like cardinals, like a lot of cardinals, not just one Aww. or two or snakes. And I would keep getting them in abundance until I figured out the message and the message would be an answer to what I was struggling with in my life. And so the book is about the series of those messages and how it related to burnout, letting go of the stuff that wasn't serving me, tapping into my intuition and, uh, you know, living my best life. And so how do you know, and this is probably in your book, but how do you know if someone that's listening right now and they know they need to let go of something for some reason, us women, we have the hardest time of like letting things go and knowing like it's okay to let go and move on. Like, is that something that you teach in your book? Like how to let go of that energy and move forward and like, it's okay kind of thing. Absolutely. It's um, the book is kind of set up in an unusual way because the, the first two parts are kind of like eat, pray, love. That's what people I love it. tell me, you know, it's like this burnout phase, this executive rise, and then the bliss of Costa Rica, you know, a handsome man was involved and, um, you know, all of the wonderful things that happened in Costa Rica. And then the third section is for, um, you know, Chopra readers or sad guru. It's, it's the part about the analysis of what was happening, why it was happening, how to shed things that are outside of our control. And, you know, the, looking at it and you know this from the psychology side of things and on the energetic side as well our brains have not had time to evolve fast enough to keep up with technology we have uh, 24 7 news cycles we have our mobile devices on all the time we see 10,000 ads a day which is overwhelming and you know goldfish have an attention span of nine seconds an 18 year old american has the attention span of eight seconds. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, it blows my mind. And so burnout was classified as a syndrome by the World Health Organization in 2019. And you layer onto that, the shoulds of being a mom, of being a good dad, of our upbringing, our religion, our society, our work, and our friends. 
And we allow everybody to shoot on us. And worse, you know, we're shooting all over ourselves. And one of my friends said, you know, in counseling, they use a naming technique to identify unhealthy thoughts when they recognize them. And I thought, well, dang, I'm going to name the should monster. Um, so <laughs> yeah, can- I want to know more about it. Cause I think that, um, I was like reading some of your stuff and y'all, it hasn't completely come out on audible yet. So I haven't, I mean, I'm like a big audible person. So I will like be first to like buy the audible, <laughs> audible version because I'm like, I was reading about it and I was like, what is this should monster? <laughs> Like, I need to know more about that. (laughs) So it's a way to depersonalize things and to recognize them coming. If your father tells you that you should do something because of, you know, religion or to to do something that he feels strongly about, um, going up against your dad is a big deal. Like it hurts Mm -hmm. in your heart and we want to please or your boss, you know, or your best friend. And so when you can label it as the should monster, and especially if you tell your best friend about it, you know, you can both laugh about it and depersonalize it. And so it's a way energetically to shift the attack from coming at you. And then you, you know, kicking back, you don't have to kick back, you can just depersonalize it. And the energy goes kind of around you instead of manifesting in you by causing illness or stress or burnout. That is, it's such a great way to like think about it rather than it's so funny because I was listening to another book recently and the metaphor of the way that the lady started into the book is this talking about this big burly man who was super rich and he would always take care of his family and she kept going on and on and on and on. I mean, kind of like the, the old days, like kind of how I grew up where it's like the dad works, the mom stays home, the dad makes all the money, mm-hmm. the mom raises the kids, you know, yeah. things are very different now. And it's funny, like as an adult, I look back and I'm like, that's why I don't want that because I was like, I don't want to do what my mom did growing up. Like I I'm more of like a career person. Like I want to take over the world and teach everyone to be productive and use an Apple product and you know, and it's, so things are very different now, but then when the lady like built up the story and what she was talking about is his monster and he had like a monster side to him as like a dad and a leader and a business owner and an entrepreneur and everyone loved him as a, the man. But then when the monster came out, everyone hated him. Yeah. And no matter how much money he had or how much he showered. And, and again, it always went back to money, just saying money's a tool. Money doesn't make you happy. That's what the whole story was. But she used this monster analogy and I thought it was genius because even as an adult, it's like, we still identify with those things. You're so right. You know, that is the thing. And it surprised me to be honest. I tried Mm -hmm. it out probably two years ago. I languished it for the first time when I was in a speaking engagement and um, it was with a a bunch of, of business women And after it, the thing that was most sticky was the should monster. And I kept getting these comments, the should monster is real, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or, you know, and it's, it gives people a language and a way to depersonalize that. And there was this situation that I had where, you know, I had this great job, but I was so burnt out Mm -hmm. and I kept asking, you know, Hey grandma, like, what should I do? Um, I don't know what to do next. And, you know, you hear people say, meditate on it, pray on it. And I did everything, you know, 
trying to think about it and I kept seeing snakes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't love snakes. I mean, I love all animals, but yeah. I still get that fear um, when you see them, you just naturally have that fear. And it was to the point where I saw up to five one day and five my friends, yeah, five in snakes. a day, in a oh day. And this happened for months. I'm asking friends, we're Googling, you know, nothing made sense. And finally I'm riding my bicycle on a rural road here, you know, in Nashville. And I'm just ticked off, you know, God, like, give me a billboard, just give me a sign because I'm not getting it. Yes, I know snakes, but what am I supposed to do about my job? I'm stressed out. Like, you know, I'm empty nesting. Woe is me. And um, here came another snake just moving across in front of me. (laughs) I unclip, you know, because I have my little racing shoes on. Uh I watched it cross the street and then I'm pissed. So mm-hmm. I'm riding super fast and you know how you just get huffy in a state and I'm sweating. I'm like, what is going on? It just hit me just like this bolt of lightning shed your skin, shed oh, your skin. Interesting. And it wasn't until a year later and I'm researching for the book and I got it, you know, straight away, shed your skin. But when I looked up the technical reason why they do, it's because they literally can't grow that skin is holding them back. And so in order to grow into what they're supposed to be, they have to literally let go. And then the second reason they shut it is because they take on parasites in their skin. And think about how many parasites we have in our lives, our Mm -hmm. negative self-talk, our friends that might be downers, you know, all this uncertainty and fear around us with the coronavirus and they're parasites, you know, the stress, get rid of it. And that was the message, you know, that she sent. And, and that's an example of how these animals were giving me answers and you just have to learn to tune into them. That is fascinating. It all makes such sense. Yeah. But it took me forever to figure it out. I'm like, well, gee, dummy, you know, no, (laughs) but you're so, but we're so busy and we're so, um, you know, a lot of women that I know, it's like we have an agenda every day. We have a to-do list, whatever's on my calendar, I'm getting through it. Who cares if I don't feel good? Who cares if I if I just ran into somebody the day before that had COVID and I'm over here like praying like I don't get it. Yeah. But it's and then I ended up getting it from somebody. But it's like you don't stop and slow down. No. And you, it's like the signs are right in front of us yeah. and we we're smart women. We know these analogies and we learn them as children and they're all in children, books and children, movies, lots of Disney movies. But if we don't slow down and stop and connect and like you said, what, why do I keep saying snakes? Why do I keep seeing these things? But then it all makes such sense when you actually stop to analyze what is happening and like God's putting things right in front of you. And I think one of our biggest challenges is we think there's only one way to connect to our intuition. You know, we think we have to sit cross-legged and formally meditate. And my assertion is everybody is different. We're all born different. We're all raised differently and different things work for different people. For me, it was getting in the jungle and, you know, doing yoga every day there. And it was getting in a different place, which was, you know, getting exhausted versus sitting quietly and meditating. And so everyone 
experiences it in a different way. And the reason we struggle as business people to understand why we're feeling off or see burnout coming is because we're feeling off balance because high vibe states are things like happiness and fulfillment. Low vibe states are things like fear and uncertainty. And, you know, the laws of physics say that high vibration is going to go fill the lower gap. It's like when you put an ice cube in hot water, it dissipates, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening to our energy. So we're getting all these energy attacks all the time. And it's not like a guy coming at you with a bat. You can see physical attacks, but you can't see the energetic attacks, but you can sure as heck feel them because Mm -hmm. we're made of energy. And that's the problem is people can't see what's coming and they don't know how to protect themselves. Gosh, it's, it's so good. It's so good. So how, like, how can we protect ourselves to field, I guess, the, the positive energy coming versus like the negative? Like, I know the, the easy answer is just like, if a negative friend or person is calling you, or it's like, I'm always trying to turn a negative into a positive. It's like, oh, you've, you're talking about bikes. And my nephew recently for Christmas, he got like a pogo stick and a bike. And I'm like, you have to promise to wear your helmet with all these fun toys. Mm -hmm. And then you're not wearing your helmet and you fall off. Well, if there's a consequence to that. So it's like, don't attack him as a kid. You know, I, if it were my dad and he was still alive, he'd be, God damn it, Angel, I told you to wear your fucking hat. Or, you know, that's just like kind of how I was raised. Where yes. it's like now from a psychological angle, I'm like, okay, so you're crying. So you're hurt. Now, what could have prevented? How could this, and actually like get the, instead of like, I'm not going to yell at him and be like, I told you not to wear your hat. My God, even though your head's gushing blood, like, right you know, we're going to talk through it. You have a few scrapes, but like there's consequences when you don't follow directions. It's just like when you touch a hot cookie pan and you're going to burn yourself. So it's like, you know, we, we have a family therapist, like I'm trying to learn how to be a better aunt, you know, I'm not the mom, but at the same time, I'm trying to help mom them. Right. And so it's like, I don't want to scream and react of like, don't do that. I told you not to do that. So this whole new way of learning, how to communicate even with children and, and falling off of a bike is like, okay, let's stay calm. And you know, there, there's consequences when now you're, you touched a hot pan. So you're going to get blisters, even though I told you not to, which now they tell you, don't say that they say, you know, let the child explore why these things are happening themselves. Like you don't yell at them as a parent kind of thing, but I feel like we do that to ourselves. Like as adults, like we have these internal conversations with ourselves being negative. So how can we as adults and leaders like stay on track to make sure that we're being positive? Like, are there things that we can actually do? Oh, yeah, there are a lot of things we can do. There's a whole list in the book. But let me talk first about the dynamic of what you were just demonstrating. And tell me (laughs) that happens in business. It happens with our families, but it happens in business all the time with people that have new ideas and they're so excited about it. And maybe it makes economic sense and they just can't understand why leadership won't implement their idea. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe somebody has a competing idea and they're both equally good. Um, but what happens energetically, it's like Newton's third law of motion. And I'm going to geek out for a minute, but in science class, you remember you had those clicking balls and you click one against the other and it, 
it makes them pop out. So it's mm -hmm. equal and opposite reaction. And if you have a negative reaction to your nephew who has done something negative, it just, your energy is going to cancel his out and nobody wins. Um, cause mm -hmm. he thinks he's right. You think you're right. And that's why things like time out, or let's, let's take this energy and point it in a different direction. Let's deflect it. Let's transform it. Like we do a transformers on electricity and put this energy where we want it to. Like I recently advised, um, an ER physician here locally in Nashville that was dealing with both the real attack of coronavirus, the real safety issues, but also the energetic attack of people just being so stressed out and fearful. And, um, you know, so physically they have their masks, but I said, you know what, focus on your invisible shield and literally imagine that, you know, all of this frustration is just going around you, the virus itself, that negativity, that fear is just going around you and you have an invisible shield. And that's a very effective technique um, since we're made of energy. And another technique, I like to call it the judo technique. Ooh. And that's one where like on social media, you know, you see somebody post something political and maybe it really ticks you off or maybe they say something you don't like about your sports team and everything in you wants to fire back and defend yourself or defend your team. And what you do by that is you have that equal and opposite reaction. But instead, if you use their energy you know, to, to move them in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. Like let's say um, someone's in a meeting and they're attacking your approach, then ask them a question. Just the simple act of asking a question deflects their energy from being set towards you mm -hmm. to going back at themselves and, and they have to stop to think. So either a, you're going to get an answer to what they think could be better or B, you're going to get a few seconds to collect your thoughts mm -hmm. um, for what you are going to say. But it's using energy in that way, just as we would as if we were in hand-to-hand -hand combat. That's an awesome strategy, and I'm so going to use that. <laughs> use it. Ask a question the next time yes. someone yells at you. Yes, I'm so going to do that. And I'm also like trying to teach, like my oldest niece just went to college and you know, so it's this whole new world of dealing with adult to adult. And she's like, well, and this just happened. She's like, this lady told me that I signed a contract that I had to pay for the dorm for the whole year, but I don't want to live at the dorm second semester. And I'm like, well, did you sign the contract and you agreed to pay X amount of dollars for the year? Well, yes. Well, that you're in a contract. So She's like, but can't you just have the doctor write a letter? And, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm sure you could, but that's very manipulative. Yeah. And if you sign the contract, even if you don't want to live in the dorm for the, it's one semester, how yeah. bad can it be? Right. Just stick it out. Or if you don't want to, then you're going to have to work your job extra and you're going to have to pay because yeah. we're not wasting thousands of dollars just because you don't feel like you want to, you're not right. even there that much. You go to sleep there. You don't even have to study. The room is so tiny. I get it. But it's like, yes, could I like fish her out and get a doctor letter? Yeah. But like, what is that teaching her? Yeah. You know, you know, it's like, and, the, and what are we teaching our kids or what are we teaching? And then you go, you just take that into your adult life and then your career that 
no, you should, you should have read what you signed and yeah. the, instead of just signing it, maybe you'll pay better attention in the future. And- You know, that is exactly what's keeping people from living their most powerful lives right now and getting the success they want. I see it happen all the time and it happens to both men and women, although I think women are a little bit more of accommodators and we're afraid of disrupting others or, you know, we're afraid to take action. We're afraid of rejection or people may find out we don't know as much as they think we know or we're not perfect. And so we don't even ask and- one of the techniques that I love to share with others is the old samurai warrior technique where they would imagine death before battle whenever they would go into a battle. And so I say, you know, imagine that in your own mind as it relates to your business. What is the absolute worst thing that's going to happen? You're not going to die. They may not give you the job that you're asking for. They might fire you in a worst case scenario, you know, but you're not going to die. So mm-hmm. when those things come up, first depersonalize them with your invisible shield or say, oh, that's the should monster. I need to decide for myself what's best. Mm-hmm. And you know, if that doesn't work, get to the bottom and go like, hey, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? And once you're okay with that, if you are okay with it, move forward anyway, just take that risk. And if you're not okay with it, then there's your answer. You know, If the risk is so great, don't move forward. But if the risk is that you get fired or somebody gets mad at you for a minute, then who cares? Do it mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. There, we just, I don't, I don't, the, the more I sit here and like, think about this, I just don't think that as a society, we have properly been trained in like how to use our energy. It's things like this. It's people like you, like if anyone listening to the podcast, it's like, self-help books where, oh my gosh, I need to go out and get this book because I need to learn these principles because there is a better way to channel the energy and a better way to also just communicate in everyday life. Like, yes, business and work, but then, you know, also at home. And I really try to practice what I preach at home around my nieces and nephews, just like I would in business. It's like, I want to be the same human being. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to turn my brain on and act one way at work and one way with my clients and then one way around the kids, because then it confuses them. They see me acting one way with clients and then one way with them. And it's like, well, who really are you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the hardest thing for entrepreneurs to do and people that are movers and shakers is to take that moment and just let go for a minute. You know, um, as the snake said, like shed your skin because we want to fix everything. We want to do it all and we want to jump into the next thing. And sometimes the, the best way to go fast forward is to hit pause and when I was in Costa Rica, one of the things I did every day was go to this little thatched hut area in front of this giant tree. And I'd do yoga for about an hour and it wasn't sophisticated. It was some mashup of different, you know, types of YMCA yoga or, you know, (laughs) Bikram or whatever, but I did it nonetheless. And these bats would come and hang out with me. Ooh, And I'd never seen a bat up close. People are kind of scared of them. But um, they were just hanging out in the middle of the day. And um, the lesson that I learned from them was, you know, you have to let go before you can really fly. And 
I had a lot of things I was hanging on to, you know, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, the stigma of being a divorced woman, you know, just like at my age, oh my gosh, there were so many things I had to let go of. And I was afraid to do that. And you know, the reason they hang upside down Why? is because they can't take off from the ground. They literally have to let go or they can't fly. And it taught mm. me, I have to do the same. And, and so do each of us, right? If we hang on to everything for dear life, then we're never going to fly. We're never going to get up there to the heights that we're destined to go. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's so true. I just... um it gives me a better appreciation for snakes and uh, bats now. <laughs> like, I'll be serious. And like, I'll never forget y'all. We were doing this event and I turn around and um, the security guard is standing there and he's like, your client has a reptile. Oh my gosh. Event, remember? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, let me, I, I didn't see that there was a no pet policy kind of thing, but oh I, I think it's like a, a support animal. And I, I didn't even know what it was. Like oh, I, I was so trying funny. to talk my way out of it immediately. And um, I'm like, well, let me go see. And so this was kind of like an outdoor and indoor event. And so the security guards were like, can you please tell your client to keep but your son had a, was it an iguana? Oh boy. It was a bearded dragon. That would be my Bat. other son, Ethan. <laughs> um, yeah. Ethan Crawford. He's big into um, now he's a glass blower and um, he, he blows coral um, and raises awareness and, you know, gives part of what he raises for ocean and, um, you know, coral restoration wow. awareness, but, um, yeah, he raised reptiles for a while and brought a bearded dragon to one of those events. And it was so funny because then everybody <laughs> wanted to have their picture made Yes, with the beardy <laughs> and uh, yeah, mom, I did not know he was going to bring that thing. You um, didn't. <laughs> no, no. His older brother drove him to the event and, you know, here they come with it, but Hey, but, but the whole, the whole, like, I'm listening to all these stories, but, and I didn't know that you didn't know until oh, just okay. now, but I'm like, you're the coolest mom because <laughs> you, you so like embrace all of these, um, outdoorsy type animals that as, as girls, you know, we, I was raised to like be afraid of snakes and, yeah. you know, go get a man to shoot its head off or chop its yeah. head off or, you know, how about just like actually sitting there. And letting it live in its own state of being, its beautiful nature, scenery, like there is a lesson into everything if you will just yeah. sit still. And like, I wasn't freaked out by, by the, the animal, but I did have to go. I was like, hey guys, so can That's you just so funny. hang out on the outside with all your pictures? Because security over here, I think those men are freaked out by your, oh your reptile. I forgot all about that. Yeah. And you know, it's funny um, how he got into those is he was a competitive soccer player, you know, on the um, team and the goalie. And he ended up having five different surgeries to oh bind his knees together. He had this condition where they just would, you know, fall out. They were hyper flexible. And so he went from being this active kid running around the neighborhood to being inside, you know, and he's in a wheelchair looking out the window Aww. and, you know, he turned to, um, he was like, Hey, can I get a reptile. Can I, mm -hmm. and the kid, like it sparked his life. And it's exactly mm -hmm. what you said. It's what you do with that energy. 
And so he read all about reptiles and he started making like creative habitats. And the kid, you know, was a YouTube partner by the age of 14. Yeah. Selling these beautiful aquarium things. Yeah. And now he's growing glass and he's an artist. And you know, who would, maybe he never would have found that if that didn't happen to him. Right. So if you're, the whole reason I'm bringing this up y'all is because if you're a mom and you've got like the snakes and the bats and the kids that want like these weird reptiles. It's okay. It's like, yeah, it's okay. It'll and like work out. entertain it and like, look at where it can take you and look at the beautiful stories yeah. that can b- become of all of these things. If you put that energy into something so different than what I was like, I was raised of, you know, ah, snake, be afraid. Yeah. Where it's I like, gotta- I have to give mom credit. She was a, an elementary school teacher and um, she would bring in like the caterpillar, you know, that turned into the monarch butterfly every Ooh. year and take us through that process of the chrysalis and renewal. And, you know, girls, if you want to help them when they, they're trying to get out, but you can't, because if you help them get out of that chrysalis, that's how they build the strength in their wings are, you know, kind of pushing against all those things that are holding them back. And so she was this great teacher that every single one of God's creatures has a purpose, just like we do as people. That's amazing. That's so awesome. Well, I could talk to you all day about this, but I can't because we're out of time. It but has been so fun. It's so fun. So tell everybody where can they get your book? And listen, guys, if you're driving, because I know a lot of you listen while you're driving and doing other things, don't sweat it. Amanda will put everything in the show notes to make it easy for you guys to go on. But I do want everybody to know where can they go and download. I know that you're going to, uh, anybody that's listening, um, Tabitha is going to offer some of the uh, first chapter. Audio, is it the audio for free? Yeah, the introduction so nice. d- audio download. So for your listeners, if they will go to powering-potential.com. Um, so be sure to put the dash in the middle there. So poweringpotential.com and subscribe to our email list, Mm -hmm. then um, what we'll do, we'll send you the goodies and, you know, the discounts and, and information monthly, but we'll also um, send you a code where you can download the audiobook introduction for free. And by the time this podcast airs, we'll be on audible, we'll be on iTunes, we'll be on all the um, Google play um, networks with our audiobook. And Hey, you can go on Amazon now if you want the paperback or ebook. Yeah. So if you're a reader and you love to touch it and see it and feel it, we'll put the link that you can go on and get it right now. So it's trust your animal instincts, recharge your life and ignite your power. And Tabitha, thank you so much for your time today. I have loved chatting with you. It's been great. Thanks, Angela, for having me. And I love listening to your other podcasts. It's really fun. Yay. And everybody out there that's listening, thank you so, so much for your time. And I know that you walked away with some great nuggets today. So be sure to comment and share with us on social media how this has made a difference for you. And be sure that you tune in next week to another episode of Business Unveiled. Bye, y'all. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done, would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? 
One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at angelaprofit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights and I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.